In today's episode, we discuss the dreaded subject of taxes. Stand by, true believers. We've got another painful episode of You're Not My Father coming up right now. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family-friendly podcast from Alaska and this side of Anchorage, because those people on the other side of Anchorage do a way better job. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. Look, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I'm curious, and I make mistakes. I have been for years, but it's given me a whole world of experiences that I want to share just with you, and maybe you, and over there, you too. And possibly even make you laugh. I know that's kind of hard to think about, but hey, we're talking comedy here, I guess. So our podcast is made just for you to learn something positive, uh, something that you can apply to your life as a parent or a kid or otherwise. So without further ado, let's do this. Today's show is not sponsored by anyone, but hey, if you want to be our sponsor and you have something that you think would be a good fit for us to do, please come and check us out at facebook.com slash YNMF show and see what we can do. Um, if you've got something, I've got something. I've got a show. You've got a product. I've got a show. You've got money. I've got a show. That was a little over top. Okay, let's continue. The dreaded word taxes. Oh, yes. Nobody wants to pay them, but everybody wants to know the best tax advice. Well, let's clear the air up front. I am not a tax expert. I'm also not your father, unless for whatever reason I am. Take everything that I'm about to say with a grain of salt. I am not a professional. Always have a trusted advisor. You can have a trusted tax advisor. So the mantra, trust but verify, is 100% applicable here. So use this information and come to your own conclusions as to what works right for you. So with that out of the way, I'm going to tell you about my own personal tax journey. So way back in the day, uh, <laughs> whenever I first started working officially, uh, that was way back in middle high school, and it was at a grocery store. So the hours and the pace sucked, but the tips were great. Overall, it wasn't a great job, and I worked there for a few months at least. So I didn't file taxes in as I didn't have any parental advice to steer me one way or another. I doubt I even knew I had to. To me, that just money was just sitting there, and I spent it as fast as it made it. More often than not, I got myself a guitar. That was kind of cool. <laughs> but overall, uh, you know, it didn't really do that much for me, really, in the grand scheme of things. I ended up quitting because for various different reasons. Uh, a lot of that had to do with honesty and integrity way back then. Fast forward to college where I'm doing a work study. And, you know, I'm not even sure if that was money that went towards a loan or if I got to take that home. It was pretty poor. So uh, 
I knew it went to something. I had to, I had to work. But again, uh, you know, that didn't do much for me, except uh, I got some really great real world experience and some other important intangible things, some skills. Uh, I'm sure if I took any money home, it was gone. It was pretty quick, um, probably on food. <laughs> you can't survive on ramen and uh, hot dogs. And I think I had uh, yogurt covered raisins, pretty much my diet back then. Uh, but anyway, I didn't file taxes for any of that, but, uh, after I left college, I did start, start working a lot and, um, probably because I was, I had to, and it was mostly full-time until it became full-time. I don't know why <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Uh, basically, yeah, I was working all the time, but it was at that point that someone mentioned, uh, I don't recall who it was. I, I think it was at the gas station I worked at said, you need to do your taxes. And I was like, what? I was like, do I have to pay taxes? I don't make enough money to pay taxes. You know, I've already paid in taxes on my check right there. Do I need to pay again? So I wasn't prepared for it. You know, honestly, I thought it was crap. But I asked a few people <laughs> and um, they were like, yeah, yeah, you need to do that. So I was like, okay, well, where do you go? And so they recommended a tax place that they knew. And so that's where I went. And at first, you know, it was kind of crazy because I, it was a place in the middle of some peanut fields. Um, so I grew up in the South and where I was at was pretty uh, rural area. And so there was a trailer. When I say a trailer, I mean like trailer park trailer. It was nestled amongst some grain silos far out from anything else. And I think it might have been an H&R block type of place or something. But um, I go in. And there's this nice but curt old lady. She asked me a bunch of questions that I may or may not have had an answer to. And I think most of the answers visibly irritated her. But, you know, that was nothing new. I was a kid, you know, old people and kids. Us kids irritate old people. And so she asked for a lot of paperwork. But, you know, all I had was a single W-2. That was it. That's all I walked in there with. And so after 30 minutes of being in what I felt like was kind of the principal's office... I was free. And so I was done. And she was like, you know, she said something like, I might get a few hundred bucks back. And um, I was like, wow, really? I can get money back. So that was, that was interesting. It had me thinking all these different thoughts and ideas on how to spend that money <laughs> and spend that money as quickly as possible. So yeah, it was like, um, like in my head, I, I was already owed that amount. And more to someone who was constantly reminding me that I was needing to pay them. Um, you know, it was, what a mess. I mean, crazy. But, um, yeah, it took a month or two. And then eventually the money showed up. I got a check. I was over the moon. I was pretty sure it went towards my uh, chosen drug of choice at the time, which would have been video games. And so my ATM card was begging me to put it out of its misery after using it so much. But... After it was all said and done, I kind of thought of taxes as like a good thing. Or so I thought. So fast forward a few years later, and I was married and we were both working jobs that kept us pretty busy. But at this time, I lived too far away from <laughs> that peanut tax office. And so I needed a different solution. And so it was somewhere around the year 2000. It might have been in the year 2000 or 1999 or something like that. And uh, I had a computer, 
And so I filed my taxes electronically. It's for back then that was pretty, pretty awesome. It was fairly new. And so I think it was TurboTax that year. And, and you know, while it enabled me to file online, it was a chore to kind of track down all the deductions and credits I might be eligible for. And I recall the stress of it all. <laughs> like the feeling like I was an adult. I'm an adult. I'm doing adult things. Don't bother me. I'm doing my taxes. And uh yeah, I, I I was I was like, I paid the government. You know, I need to get this money. How do you get this money? Um, you know, I feel like, you know, if I was owed something, I want to make sure. And it wasn't easy. And I remember vividly, I had queued up a song called Return of the Jedi. Coincidentally enough, it was from the movie Return of the Jedi. I'm not sure if you've heard of this movie, but it's called Star Wars. Yeah. So I'm big into classical music and soundtracks, but um, it's it's a the song itself is it's a theme that kind of starts off with suspense, and it went through several of the Star Wars leap motifs, which are like small little themes, and so it ended on a courageous and eventful note both in the music and in the movie. And in my mind, I was going to battle with the forces of evil to make sure I got the biggest tax return I could. It sounds crazy, I know. And so, long story short, wouldn't you know what? I ended up finding the right tax deductions, and I had a really big tax return. And at that line, that time, it seemed crazy. I mean, because it was really big. I think it was like $1,000 or $2,000 or something. It was, it was pretty big. And uh, at that point in my life, I'd never really gotten that kind of money. So I felt like I'd accomplished something. Like I was a real man. I did battle in the arena of the household. Like head of the household. I've, I've done something amazing. And it was kind of a pivotal moment for me. It was a, a kind of a funny one. Something that is... Uh, I guess it sounds comical to you, but to me, it was, it was memorable. You know, I take that little triumph everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> speaking of movies, there's a movie called Iron Eagle and, uh, Lucas Gossett Jr. plays Chappie. So he's the older guy who is mentoring Eric Masters. I know I sound like such a movie geek and I kind of am. Um, and so Eric Masters is showing, um, Chappie what he's got in the realm of flying and, and whatnot. And in the beginning, he's playing music. He's got a tape cassette strapped to his leg. And so Chappie tells him to turn that noise off and, you know, shut up and just concentrate or whatever. And so he does a poor job, just absolutely poor. Uh, it doesn't work out. And so he's like, you know, this is it, you know, it's over, whatever. And so he says, let me do it my way. He puts the tape in, he closes the lid, fires up the afterburners, and he gives it hell. And Chappie's like, wow, that's pretty awesome. So later on in the movie, um, Chappie ends up getting shot down. And he leaves a tape for Eric um, to play in case something goes wrong. And it kind of makes me teary-eyed because, you know, it's a, it's a great movie. I mean, it's a classic 80s movie. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't even get teary-eyed, but it it's, you know, having 
Like he was kind of like that father figure for this guy, whenever his guy, his father was stuck overseas and he's trying to get his dad back. And, um, but anyway, he plays his tape and he's telling him, you know, something must've gone wrong if you're listening to this. And, um, you know, here's what I want you to do. And here's the things that you need to do. I think one of the things he says is play the right music because he's come to understand that music is kind of what, that's his jam. That's, that's what motivates him. And so for me, music is an amazing motivator. And I kind of associate it with an emotion, like a particular song or something, or maybe like a skill with music. So maybe playing music at the right time can help you. So that's kind of like a side tangent part of this tax episode. Um, but yeah, man, it was a great movie for, for a kid in the eighties. So, um, so what do I do? So I, I've been using TurboTax for a long time. They're not a sponsor, but if you do want to be a sponsor, please let me know at <laughs> facebook.com slash YNMF show. Uh, but yeah, I've been using TurboTax for, for a while. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a paper person. Like I keep a bunch of papers and paperwork and whatnot, but um, I am a digital person. So I like to keep things, you know, out in the cloud somewhere or whatever. I like to be able to pull them up at a, any given time. And so TurboTax is, is pretty great for that type of thing. So I'll give you an example. Um, we sold our old house this year, last year this past tax year uh, and we bought a new house. And so whenever <laughs> you're buying a house or selling a house more so in the buying part, uh, they want to know a lot about your taxes. They want to know what you made. So if you're applying for a loan or um, anything to do in that, that realm taxes, you need to be able to recite these things. Yeah, and, and it's crazy enough because if you're talking to somebody on the phone, they feel like you should have that information right in your head. You know, just give it to me. You've got it. <laughs> it's kind of an odd perception um, or expectation rather. But um, having TurboTax has been pretty awesome. So I could just log into the website. Actually, it's it's going to ask me a bunch of verification stuff. But um, yeah, I can go in and pull up uh, previous tax years, download those forms, that type of stuff, or, or not, or just kind of see totals. And so that part's been incredibly useful over the years, buying cars, houses, um, filing taxes, what it's intended for. Um, it's been a great product. And so this year, I haven't had to do a whole lot. Um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, things have gotten really weird, um, especially around taxes. So a lot of people have gotten... Um, stimulus checks and other things. Um, so for this year, I've got kids. If you've got kids too, you probably got some payments from the government, whether you wanted them or not. Um, we didn't need them, so we didn't want them. And so I had to kind of jump through some hoops to get an account and get logged in the IRS to say, I don't want this, keep it. Um, because it wasn't free money. They were going to keep it on my taxes. I was like, I would rather have my money at one lump sum at the end of the year. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so I had to do that. And now that I'm doing my taxes now, there's, 
and you need to know how much the government sent you. So without having an account, so like my wife, you know, they sent her money separate from me. And so I've got to find that out. Um, and so TurboTax is really great about like, this is what you need to do. And this is where you need to go. And here's a link. And if you're putting in an amount, it needs to be exact or this will happen. Um, and so again, I am not the tax professional, but they are. And so that, that information was really, really good. Um, some of the other things, you know, over the years, taxes change, obviously. Um, they change on a regular basis. But one of the things that I've noticed is <laughs> you watch TV and you talk to some people and they're like, you need to itemize everything. Give, keep a receipt for everything. And is this, this is not bad advice. I'm not going to say contrary to that. But at this point, without looking at all of my receipts, because just because you bought something or had something done doesn't mean that it's going to make a difference in your taxes. Uh, certain things will, but not all things. So just because you have receipts doesn't mean like, hey, I can write that off on my taxes. Um, I kind of joke about that. <laughs> Whenever I go out to eat and I get something silly and they're like, do you want your receipt? And I'm like, yeah, I'll write it off my taxes or I'm not going to be able to write this one off of my taxes. Um, but yeah. So anyway, where I was going with that is that um, this year, and I think last year, um, the tax laws have changed somewhat. So the standard deduction is actually pretty high. So instead of having to jump through a lot of hoops to try and nickel and dime taxes with all these different receipts, it's gotten a whole lot easier. So I'm not going to tell you that every in and out of TurboTax is really great. And uh, honestly, I haven't tried anything else, but I really like the fact that I can pull up all my stuff from one place, that it's pretty easy. And, and they've got certain things like kind of like insurance programs where, you know, if some reason you did get audited, you know, you have an option for like 50 or 70 bucks to um, have that audit defense and they negotiate with the IRS and they do their stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a really great service. Um, so if you're like me where you're not an entrepreneur, where you have several businesses and you don't have your own specific home business. So specifically I own part of the company I work for. So that part's nice. So I do have to wait on a form, the tax form, and, I, and I'm waiting on that now, but I don't run the business directly as my taxes. So the business has its own taxes. So I don't necessarily have to worry about mixing that up in my personal stuff. But if for whatever reason you did, yeah, you probably want to, you probably want to get a, an accountant to help them out, help you out with that. Or if you've got a lot of activity <laughs> in the financial sector, um, TurboTax may or may not be the right advice for you. But, um, you know, I do have a 401k. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like a Roth. No, it's not a Roth. It's a 401k. Um, I've got some investments that I've bought and sold. So there's something called capital gains. And the IRS loves to tax those. But, um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, even with all that kind of complexity, it's not too complex. TurboTax can handle that. Um, but, you know, if you ever get to the point where it's like, I'm in over my head, you know, find that trusted advisor, somebody that you can work with to do your taxes. I'm not going to say TurboTax is the right fit for everybody, but it sure has been for me from, you know, back in the days whenever I didn't make much money to making more money, having kids and a house and mortgages and business and whatnot, it still can kind of work for me. Um, you know, I, I watch these TV shows or I hear about saying people saying, you know, Oh, I hate doing my taxes and Oh, what a nightmare my taxes and that type of thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have that problem. Um, you know, one other piece of advice that I would give you is <laughs> I forget which form it is, but whenever you get a job and, um, you're, you start working, um, they have a tax form that you fill out for how much withholding you have. You probably have seen it, you know, single or married and married hold, withholding at a single higher rate and the amount of, um, deductions and whatnot. So I always hot, always go with the maximum amount of money to take out of my check. And the reason is my wife will tell you, we never want to have to pay the IRS. So we would rather get money back, you know? And so some people are kind of that school of thought, like well, I want the maximum amount of money for my paycheck and I'll take care of that and I'll do all the things that I want to do with it. And that's just what's going to happen. And that's fine. Um, if you're <laughs> the person that talks that talk and more importantly walks that walk and does that and you want to take on that burden because if you can keep track of all those tax rules and everything, uh, yeah, you're, you're doing pretty amazing, I would imagine. But I'd also imagine it's a bunch of work. And so for me, follow the lazy guy. Um, <laughs> I don't want to do all that work. You know, I'll let the government have the, that maximum amount, if you will. And then I'll fall for it at the end of the year and I'll get what I get. And I'm fine for that. It's like a bonus to me. It's like, okay, you know, I don't necessarily count on it. Maybe slightly technically that I'll get something out of it. Maybe it's a few hundred dollars. Maybe it's a couple thousand. Maybe it's more, but you know, I don't have it as like, I need that money. That doesn't happen. The world's going to fall apart. You don't ever want to beat that point with taxes, but it's a pleasant surprise to get as much as what we get back at the end of the year. So that's my tax advice for you. And again, I am not a tax professional, I'm not a tax expert, definitely not a legal expert. Um, get yourself a trusted advisor. And so hopefully this podcast, I've helped you get closer to making the right decision. Um, and realistically, it's what's worked for me. What, what I do may not work for you. It's, it's true. It's totally true. Um, but the best thing you can do is educate yourself. So the fatherly advice that I would give you is educate yourself. Take a look at some of these things, try them out, see what's going on and learn from your experiences. So if something's happened and you made a mistake, try not to make it again. 
but also listen to other people's advice. I was on a call today and, you know, we're finishing up the call and I, I said something silly like, um, <laughs> I said it the wrong way, but the right way to say it would have been, um, there are those who take advice and there's those who make mistakes, big mistakes. And so realistically, if you're listening to the show and you've gotten this far, I think you're probably one of the people that listen to advice. So take what you want from this. But um, if you're anything like me, TurboTax has worked out to be really, really great. And uh, I think it's worth a shot. Chances are you probably used it. Maybe you, uh, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, or maybe you use something similar. But um, I've always found it to be a really great service. I've never had any issues with it. But that's today's show. Um, I think it's kind of a long show. Yeah, we're like 25 minutes. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think anybody would want to hear anything more about taxes. It's relatively boring, but I think that uh, maybe I gave you some story that may have made this uh, a little bit easier instead of somebody saying something about interest rates and 401ks and deductions and things that you need to do and make sure you carry the eye and where's your paperwork. Um, that's pretty boring. <laughs> but um, be sure to subscribe to us and get your weekly dose. And I know that we haven't been quite weekly, but close. Get your weekly dose of You're Not My Father. So we're available wherever fine podcasts are sold, given away, recycled. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and even more. And so if you found this podcast useful, useful, I can't say the word useful, but I hope, hopefully I am. Please spread the word on social media. Tell your friends, tell your pets, tell your cats, your rats, your dogs, chickens, pigs, horses, anybody who'll listen. Tell them about us. And remember, you can follow us on facebook.com slash YNMF show. And that's it for us here at You're Not My Father. <laughs> Remember, if you're a fan of us, then we're a fan of you. And take it easy. Stay positive. Remember, like they say in Hawaii, good vibes only. <laughs>